Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, Interim Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the President and CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice, in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? It's uh, been a while since we had a chance to it talk. It has. It's been quite a while. I've been traveling. I'm sure you've been traveling, and so it's great to catch up. Yeah, actually, I've only been traveling to northern Minnesota. This has been oh. <laughs> a pretty light travel month for me. And well, taking Gretzky around to dog shows, that's about it. So you were in more exotic locations than I was. So where did your travels take you? Yeah, so I was in eastern Africa in Uganda, specifically in Kampala, which is the capital of Uganda. And I was teaching a global health course there part of a Mayo-sponsored initiative to help expand knowledge around the world in global health and tropical medicine. Wow. Well, sounds really cool. And I guess it's totally in keeping with the time that you spent in the United Kingdom on tropical mm -hmm. diseases and those things, right? So what did you do when you were there? Who went with you? Who participated from and locally? And tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a course that is led by the University of Minnesota that Mayo has long been a, a sponsor and partner, and that's now been formalized, the, the sponsorship. It's actually been about 20 years that we've been working on the course in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, and now we've expanded it to Uganda. And people come from all around the world to take this course. We limit it to about 25 students, and we're really looking for people who are healthcare professionals, physicians, nurses is physician assistants who want to gain that knowledge of global health and practicing medicine in a, a resource-limited tropical setting, and we teach them skills to make them better physicians. I specifically am in charge of teaching laboratories because in order to get your diploma in tropical medicine and hygiene through the Royal College of Physicians, that's what I have, or to get your certificate in tropical medicine in the United States, you need to have laboratory experience in identifying parasites and a whole variety of arthropods, like think mosquitoes, ticks, reduvid bugs. So I taught four different laboratories, everything from how to use a microscope, how to make blood films. I even donated my own blood so we could uh, practice making blood films and then recognizing the variety of parasites that could be found in all these different specimens. Wow. So it wasn't just a lab. It's actually an overall physician provider training because it sounds like it was mm -hmm. physicians and also some other health professionals that were there. Yeah, they also teach some really valuable skills like how to do bed bedside ultrasonography. You have a little portable ultrasound device that you can just squirt some gel on the skin, apply the ultrasound, and you can make all sorts of diagnoses. People think of ultrasound probably as like, you know, the pregnancy when you, you look at your developing child in utero, but you can diagnose all sorts of parasitic cysts and other types of infections. So yeah, it was really meant to be a hands-on diverse laboratory for these people who come all over the world. I mean, we had people from Kenya. We had people from Italy and various parts of Europe. We had a lot of people from the United States. Last year, we had people, or the last time we put this on, we had people from Israel. It's wow. a really interesting, diverse group. That's amazing. And so did you get involved through Mayo or was it through mm -hmm. your background and, and training or was it both? 
It's both really. So the Global Health Course through the University of Minnesota has been going on for about 20 years. And I've been involved in, gosh, going on 16 years now. And that's a course that goes on every year. And I teach in it, and that's up in Minneapolis and St. Paul. So I've been involved in that for a while. And Mayo has been a longtime sponsor. So when they said that they wanted to start a course in Uganda with um, a very well-established partner, the Makara University, I jumped at the chance. And this has been the second time I've gone now. Wow. It, wow, that's real. Well, it makes sense to do it in that setting just mm-hmm. because I'm sure it's more tangible, just the, the teaching rather than having it in Minnesota. Not that we don't have plenty of arthropods and ticks and <laughs> things up here, mosquitoes and ticks mm-hmm. and biting insects, but it's always good to be in the area where you're really thinking about the healthcare issues that you're trying to grapple with. And so it's a completely different experience. You're right. The things that you see in Uganda versus here in Minnesota, you know, here in Minnesota, it's more about travel medicine, immigrant health. Whereas if you're actually in the country where people are getting these tropical diseases, then you're dealing with a whole array of various maladies, including malnutrition and widespread HIV. So very, very different experience. Wow. Number one, it's so admirable that you do this. It's so important. And of course, with Mayo, on the one hand, we really have always been very invested in trying to connect and impact as many patient lives across the globe as possible. We grew up until 50, 40 years ago, just being in southeastern Minnesota in a very kind of unique practice environment. So I don't, maybe you can speak to, I mean, is your participation give you insights about how Mayo can have an impact or what Mayo should be doing in some of these as we think about these things and and global health? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I learn a lot. I'm there to teach, but I'm learning as well. I'm learning what the needs are, what are the ch- what the challenges are that people are facing. And then I think about Mayo Clinic's mission of providing Mayo Clinic care our level of care everywhere and how we could possibly do that. We can't be everywhere at once, but we have a number of mechanisms that we can use through Mayo Clinic abroad and our international efforts. But you also want to know like what would be helpful, what would actually be meaningful to people. And to do that, you really have to be boots on the ground observing people, working with people and trying to find out where their challenges are so that you can think about ways to fill those needs. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense because it brings me back to during the pandemic, one of the the responsibilities that I really had the, the privilege to to take on was leading an industry advisory group for the global effort to increase access to COVID diagnostics in low and middle income countries. Mm-hmm. And thinking about that, so as as the industry, since it was thinking about the holding of non-governmental organizations and nonprofits and how they interact, and there's a whole which is a big, big part of global health, right? So that my role was to really understand the companies and serve as sort of a go-between. And I was seen as sort of a, Mayo was seen as sort of a Switzerland, even in the economic space, because Mayo Clinic Labs, of course, is wholly owned by the non-for-profit Mayo Clinic. And so it made me really think about, I mean, at that time, I remember one of the conversations, it was, I think, South Africa, I think had 19,000 tests per day available in the whole country for COVID when Mm -hmm. we were running about 19,000 just on this campus, right? Mm -hmm. In Rochester. So to think about that and to think about what you're learning and what you're seeing and then how can Mayo Clinic, because the other parts are all the economics of healthcare. And there are companies that really want to think about this, but the way that we would really have an impact, it's got to be different. Just like the problems are different, 
the economics are different. The way the healthcare is supported is different. Hey, number one, we really saw access to, to diagnostics as driving disparities of care within mm-hmm. our country and then globally. And you and the diseases are different. And so how do we, I, my new role, work with you and DLMP and Mayo Clinic to say, okay, here's the problems that Dr. Pritt's learning about with when she's in boots on the ground in these countries. Solutions are needed. How can Mayo Clinic laboratories be part of that solution for people? And no better time than now uh, to be doing this. Yeah. And you and I have said multiple times, Bill, we're a global society. You can traverse the globe in 24 hours. We really need to think of ourselves as a global society. Look at COVID-19, you know, SARS-CoV-2 and the virus quickly became a worldwide pandemic. So what happens in East Africa is very important to what we're doing here in North America. We're all in this together. It's really helpful to make contacts with local healthcare organizations, Makara Medical School, University. I also, while I was in Uganda, I made great contacts with the Ministry of Health Vector Control Division. I got to see the work they do in rearing mosquitoes and snails, and I was able to get some nice live specimens for the labs I was teaching. Having those types of connections are invaluable because then you build rapport and, and trust, importantly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, I I didn't get to visit boots on the ground because it was COVID, it just yeah, virtually. Yeah. It's the right thing to do, number one, yeah. because if we're in healthcare, we should really be get, trying to think about how we improve healthcare for as many people as possible across the globe. Number two is, look, it's unfortunately a problem we're going to be dealing with. We're probably going to have the hottest July on record here mm-hmm. on the last day of July. The global climate change is having humans coming in contact with species and even soil, they become pathogens if they infect people. But the reality mm-hmm. is we're going to see more and more collision uh, uh, basically between humans and think pathogens that we probably haven't seen before. And it's probably going to happen in these different parts of the country more than likely. So, or part of the globe, mm-hmm. excuse me, not part of the country. Yep, so, absolutely. So we have to be thinking about this for a lot of different reasons. Absolutely. So it was a great trip. I learned a lot. Like I said, I went to teach, but I learned quite a bit in return and I'll be returning again. I was also very fortunate that I could bring my lead parasitology technologist, Heather Morris, and she was able to bring her husband who also has training as a medical technician. So I had a great team and I'll probably try to bring them again. The more people that can get exposed to this type of background, the more we all learn together. Yeah, and they can teach you. And, I, and I'm sure... You were very well received. It's, every time I've traveled overseas to try and learn from others, the reception's always very positive. I agree. Great. Well, more good work. Welcome back. I'm glad you made it back. And hopefully without any pathogens of your own that you picked <laughs> up over there. So Nothing yet so far. I was very careful while I was there and I got all my shots and took my malaria prophylaxis. So a little bit of good travel advice, you know, go to your travel clinic if you're going somewhere that you're not familiar with. Yeah, for sure. Well, until next week, I guess, or next time. Okay, excellent. Thanks, Bill. Have a great week. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.